Cooperative Journal, where I spotlight the stories of how people are collectivizing to meet their needs locally and globally beyond the extractive economic system. Gilded is a cooperative that empowers and supports freelance workers. They provide contract management, invoicing, guaranteed payments, tax preparation, and health care, which alleviates some of the administrative work so that freelancers can really focus on their projects. And while they offer services to all freelancers, their main focus is on artists and ensuring that their basic needs are met in order for them to create. In this episode, I speak with Camila Tapiel Williams, who is my friend and is also a mixed media artist, educator, and community organizer who focuses on weaving together narratives of identity, community care, cooperation, and solidarity in their art. And they are a member of Gilded, as well as on their board of the cooperative. They are a member of Gilded and on their board. So Camila and I became friends through doing work within the solidarity economy and arts. And fun fact, they offered a course through Anti-Capitalism for Artists, which Robin and I took and it was a huge catalyst for Cooperative Journal transforming into a media platform. So I always try to shout them out about that because, yeah, they were a huge inspiration for us expanding outside of the podcast. So in our conversation, we talk about the gaps that Gilded fills for freelancer artists, like ensuring they get paid on time, which so many artists have to deal with chasing their clients or not getting paid for months or a year. And we also talk about unions as a tool for protecting artists as workers, navigating decisions in a multi-stakeholder cooperative such as Gilded, and the process of joining Gilded, as well as the benefits that are included as a member. And Camila sums it up by offering some beautiful visions for a world where artists are honored for the value that they create. Hi, Camila. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so grateful for you to be here with me today and share about Gilded, the Freelancers Cooperative, and also to be in conversation with you just like as a friend and to learn about the things that we talk about in conversation uh, through actually experiencing it and being a part of the process. And so first, I want to start off with... um, just learning a little bit about how Gilded got started and maybe who was a part of that development process, what type of support was offered in order for that to happen, and what is Gilded from your perspective? Yeah, thank you so much, Ebony. I'm so glad to be on the podcast. Um, I really love the work that you do with this, so I'm happy to be here. Um, so yeah, Gilded is a freelancers cooperative. It's a multi-stakeholder model, which basically means that it's governed by three different groups, the workers, the freelancers who um, are also the users or consumers of the co-op and also investors and advisors. And Gilded got its start about three years ago as a project of the U.S. Federation of Worker Co-ops. Um, which has been incubating Gilded during this whole time. Um, and yeah, Gilded was basically, basically came out of this need 
for freelancers to be organized together with each other and have more empowerment as workers through like services around financial stability um, and education as well. What are some other gaps that you feel like Gilded is filling? Um, so Gilded is maybe fulfilling a few key, uh, a few key services. Gilded is servicing freelancers with a few key uh, services. So they protect freelancers from income volatility, wage theft, and they do that through a guaranteed payment pool. Um, and basically, I can take you through like, you know, the process that a freelancer would go through when they're working with Gilded. Um, first, the freelancer would, of course, find out about Gilded. We're really in a recruitment stage um, with the artists that we're trying to serve. And we serve like all kinds of freelancers, but the main focus is on artists because there is like an special, uh, some special like vulnerability that artists have as freelancers. Um, so we would recruit the artist freelancer. They would work with our member services manager to find out exactly what their needs are. They would submit different contracts that they have as freelancers to Gilded. Um, and Gilded would work with their client to basically invoice the client. They would help write the contract for the client if needed, and they would pay the freelancer upfront. So there is a lot of instability for freelancers when they're getting paid. Oftentimes you might do a project and then like never see the money. Um, that you put in the labor for. I've definitely had that happen to me. Um, and so Gilded helps with that. And then once you become a member of the cooperative, which basically means having a certain number of contracts run through or a certain amount of money uh, in total from the contracts, you can have access to tax prep, to healthcare, um, and other sorts of services like that. Um, we also have like a patronage policy that we're working on, um, in order to, yeah, pay out our, uh, user owners or our freelance owners. And lastly, our freelancer users who are also like, you know, consumer owners, they have the ability to vote for a certain number of board members. So there's a lot that goes into being um, a user member of Gilded, um, which, you know, again, takes a certain amount of relationship building uh, with Gilded if you're just starting out as a user. Yeah. Um, so you can use Gilded as a non-member and as a member. So... Maybe if you could explain what's the difference between the two, like besides the tax prep and healthcare, I don't know if there's others. Yeah, so the main difference is just like how much you've used Gilded services, um, which gives you access to all of those extra things. So. If you just use Gilded once, you are more than welcome to do that. Um, the way that it works is that there's a 6.5% fee applied to the client on the contract. So that is taken out of uh, the client's money, not the contractor's. And so basically, if you run a certain number of contracts, through Gilded or accumulate like a certain amount of money. Like if your total contract, uh, the amount that you've processed through Gilded is over a certain amount, then you can just like automatically become a member. Um, and 
we are still figuring out gilded is still very much in its startup phase we recently went through a huge expansion of the staff so we can better serve our users um and so we're still figuring out exactly what that threshold for user membership looks like um right now i believe it's four contracts or four thousand dollars processed through gilded to become a user member um but again kind of regardless of whether you're just a first-time user um or you are a user member there's that 6.5 percent applied to the contract that goes to gilded as a service fee and that's all that uh, gilded takes for all of those services including the benefits that you get as a user member um, like i said before that's tax prep um, patronage um, health care and also some education around what it means to be a user member of Gilded. So there's definitely like orientation around that because I think a lot of artists don't have experience working in a cooperative setting um, or even like a collective setting since um, being a freelance artist is often very, is very independent or siloing. So this is also just an opportunity for artists to um, get to know what it's like to organize together for uh, better working conditions. Yeah, it makes me think also the community that's being built that can also learn from each other too. Like maybe artists that are members of the cooperative can also start having discussions based off of like, maybe what type of mediums they do, what type of challenges do they go through as being a certain type of artist um, and how they've overcome that. And I've we've talked about this with anti-capitalism for artists too. And I think that like generally when there's artists in community with each other, that there's a lot of possibility for them to be learning from each other. So have you all thought of that? as well incorporating that i am so pro everything you just said about that um that's definitely something that i have in my mind as a board member um that i haven't had the chance to really explore with gilded um more generally and obviously also just something i always have in my mind since i you know organize artists um but yeah there is a real opportunity for when you have artists in an organization um with the purpose of like organizing their labor to then have more of that community building and also like understanding where each other are coming from in terms of challenges with work and learning from each other like the ways that people have been able to maneuver their work and i think as gilded grows there certainly will be opportunities for that. Um, I know that there was a project that Gilded supported um, in Washington, D.C., like maybe a year or so ago, where there was, um, I'm forgetting the term exactly. It's like one of those like boxes that goes out monthly um with art in it and um like a csa box but for art yes yeah a csa an artist csa exactly that they did with like a local diy venue um and i believe that gilded was mostly like managing the contracts of those artists but in doing so i mean there's just an opportunity to kind of connect artists to different opportunities um, and to have them like build community together, depending on whether it's like digitally and remote or locally, depending on where they are. Um, so that's a, that's a big goal for me with Gilded for sure. I've never heard of an artist CSA box. I love that so much. And I think also the, support that gilded offers of like tax prep and helping with invoices and 
contracts that that also alleviates the work of the, the multiple arms of work that an artist has to hold as they try to monetize their work and with that alleviation then they have more time to even create and to also scale share with each other and like I I would say refining their work and networking could be something that is um that is given more time to rather than these more administrative things that Gilded holds yeah I mean there's also just the fact that like yes to all of that and also there's the fact that like financial risk is a big part of being an artist or having to assume a lot of that for a project um just as an example a friend of mine she was doing a mural and she had to go like over 10k in the red just in order to pay for her assistance to pay for supplies um i think it was even more than 10k that's kind of just like a minimum and she was still not paid the last time i talked to her like three months after the the project had been completed and this was from a local city government that was her client too so it's not like this was some random person who was her client and so who are the people that can assume that kind of financial risk well it's people who already have the money to do so um and even even with that i mean no one deserves to go 10k in the red on a project um but that is very much a barrier to people with you know less financial resources to do so so a group like Gilded, with our services of paying upfront, going after the client for you, um, you know, we basically are allowing people to just go out and do the project and not have to worry about um, are they going to be able to make ends meet in the meantime, or do they have to assume all the upfront costs of doing a project and then like wait to get paid you know so it's mm-hmm. it's even more than just like getting paid up front it's also like if you're going in the red for a project with off which oftentimes artists are like if you have to buy materials or something um and then yeah of course like you're saying there's also the fact that all of the artists that I know hate the administrative side of their business. <laughs> it's not why we like become artists. Um, and certainly Gilded can't do all of it, but a huge amount of it is uh, being supported by them. And so just having that like mental freedom to be like, okay, like I have, you know, my contract creation supported. I have, my invoicing supported i have my tax prep supported i have my health care supported like all of those things are major difficulties for artists um and oftentimes you have to just go out and do it on your own um certainly there are different ways you could like meet each of those needs but again doing it on your own you have to figure so much of it out versus having someone just present you with options and knowing that they're trustworthy and reliable and that you're able to have someone um to go to to answer your questions about that stuff it makes a world of a difference um when you're on your own as a as an artist and i've also what you were saying about being paid up front and how like actually both of those both um like having a contract with a client and not being paid up front or being paid not even half of the money up front and then having to chase for it after like those are both ways that clients can exploit a, an artist and like also contracts can be really tricky and 
there can be a lot of opportunity for the artist to not be valued in the way that they should. So I think offering the the support to be to have control over your creativity and to be honored as a creative while also being not exploited financially. And by upfront cost, do you mean or upfront payment? Do you mean that everything is paid upfront upon contract signing or is it like half and half? Half before and half when the project is completed. Um, so I believe that Gilded will pay you depending on what you have in your contract. So if you say I need 50% up front, 50% after at this due date, those are the times that they'll pay you. Um, I could be incorrect though, and they could pay you just like immediately. I think it, yeah, I think it really does depend on the contract though, because like for myself, um, you know, I, I'm a user. And so a few of the contracts I've had, it's like just one agreed upon amount. Other contracts I've had, it's like I'm invoicing different amounts at regular intervals. And so Gilda's not going to know how much I need to be paid until I submit those invoices, like after the work's been done. So it really does just depend on your contract. But there have just been so many times where I've submitted uh, you know, a contract and an invoice to a client and they pay me like months later or, you know, just I don't know when they're gonna pay me, even if the due date is very explicitly written out. Doesn't really matter like the size of the client I've found. Sometimes, you know, really big institutions will just be a mess internally in their accounting department and forget to pay people or just not do it until much later. Um, And so, yeah, in terms of your question, it just depends on the, on what you have written out in your contract, but the Gilded staff support um, if you need it in the writing of your contract and can like explain depending on the contract that you have what would make the most sense in terms of when they pay you. Okay, so we talked about some of the benefits that Gilded offers freelance artists and freelancers in general, but I also want to talk a little bit more about labor organizing for artists, especially since you're familiar with that. Um, And one of the things that you mentioned earlier, and I think is one of the values that Gilded Upholds is uh, valuing artists as workers. So maybe you can talk a little bit about how Gilded upholds this, and then we could transition into maybe some other ways of organizing for unions. Yeah. So, yeah, in terms of labor organizing in the arts, I mean, there's so many ways you can go about it, but co-ops and unions are two distinct uh, ways you can do it. Um, Or you could have the union co-op, which I know of several uh, artists union co-ops, including one that I'm working on right now. Maybe can you give a distinction between the two, between co-op and union? Absolutely. So this is also my understanding of the different definitions of the two. Um, But basically the simple distinction is that with a union, there's a workplace. The workers in the union are all employees of that workplace. Um, And so they're not contractors. So there's one big thing there. Um, They're not contractors and they have to organize together um, in order to have this group, the union, which advocates for a better contract with their employer. Um, And so this is particularly useful at, you know, organizations where there are artists employed by the same employer. Um, So this could be 
like a design company this could be a museum um it could be like an art supply store where maybe the workers aren't necessarily artists in terms of their employment with the uh organization but they are um a lot of the workers at places like that are artists anyways um, and they're working in the arts um and yeah so the unionization process is really around getting a better contract with the employer there's still a boss after the unionization goes through so there's still someone that they have to answer to there's still that relationship um, versus a co-op the if it's a worker co-op then the workers are the owners of the business so there's not necessarily like a boss that you have to organize against um so so there are, yeah, there's a number of artist co-ops. And I think that's um, a better model for like freelance artists um, just because there's not like an employer, there's not the same employer that everyone has um, that you would be able to unionize against versus um, forming a co-op. You can all be sort of doing different things, but basically what you would be pooling is like you know your administrative um, abilities maybe you would be working together on different like freelance projects um, maybe it would be something where you're pulling together your abilities to market to clients um, so yeah there's just a lot of things you can do within that cooperative model um, within the gilded model Gilded a multi-stakeholder co-op. So that's a bit distinct from a worker co-op. Um, and Gilded has workers who are also a class of um, folks who are involved in the governance. So the workers are able to vote on board members, um, but also so are investors and advisors. And then of course, the freelancers who are the users so in that way it's not quite the same as like um yeah a worker co-op model um it just is more nuanced I guess um yeah I hope that's clarifying I know it can get really mm -hmm. wonky in terms of the all the different ways you can do labor organizing and there's even more than just those three ways. That was really clarifying. And what would be the point of creating a cooperative union or a union within a co-op if the point of unionizing is to go against like this hierarchical structure? Yeah, great question. Um, so... Hmm. So how do I frame this? So it's definitely like a more rare thing, but there are a number of different uh, union co-ops um, within kind of the art and design space, such as um, I believe they're called Design Action Collective and Works Printing Co-op. Both of those are union co-ops. And they're both worker owned co-ops. So I don't think they're like multi-stakeholder, like more complex in any sort of way. Um, being a union co-op, it can mean a couple things. One is just that like, if you are trying to be more involved in labor organizing and the work that you're doing, sometimes being a part of a union, um, even if you have a relatively flat structure in your hierarchy as a co-op, um it just means that you can like be more involved with uh other sorts of labor organizing you can support uh the other folks the other like parts of your union um you can know what's going on um you can receive like feedback from the union workers about just like the working conditions it's kind of like another 
uh, perspective, like about how well the working conditions are like within your co-op. And also this maybe will be slightly confusing. Hopefully I frame it in a way that it isn't. Um, But co-ops there can sometimes be managers within co-ops usually those managers can be voted on um but sometimes it is helpful to have like some sort of hierarchy or like distinction of labor um and to have like certain people responsible for certain things or who like supervise everyone else in terms of you know making sure everything's getting done there's certain quality control to it um within a co-op though a worker-owned co-op a lot of times that person still has to answer to the collective um but having a union also provides a way to have more accountability mm-hmm. so there's there's lots of reasons why um there would be a union co-op and i've never personally been in one so these are all my like understandings of why there would be union co-ops i'm sure there are others um yeah and the co-op that uh i'm building right now transverse cooperative our goal is to also be unionized eventually um when we get to that point oh good i would love to hear about that process and i could see that being beneficial for some bigger cooperatives too who are even sometimes questionable in their democratic practices um like i've heard of worker owners also revolting against their cooperatives because they aren't getting treated well so that makes a lot of sense um it's like a good form of regulation of practices and accountability like you said uh so you mentioned also some or all of the different membership models which i actually didn't know that there was an advisory membership is there an advisory membership or they just, the advisors get decision-making? Yeah. So we're definitely like, I think I said this earlier, but we're definitely still in a startup mode. So there are a lot of questions that we're asking internally um, around decision-making and around membership. So we're trying to figure out exactly what qualifies a freelancer as a member and not just a user. Um, and similarly with investors or advisors, um, like how much involvement and advisement would they have to give or how much funding would they have to give towards Gilded in order to be considered, you know, an investor member or an advisor member and like have a vote within that um, group in order to elect a member uh to the board so that is a that is a question we're asking ourselves got it yeah I think that that will be emergent for a while I feel like especially with multi-stakeholder co-ops that it's always a bit more difficult to figure out how all of the different types of membership can work in unison with each other but And I've also heard of some cooperatives giving investor members no vote or like a smaller percentage of the vote so that there isn't this power dynamic as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely um, from my understanding where we're going with it is that they would have the smallest portion um, of board members um, because, yeah, we don't want the interests of like the board to be skewed in favor of you know funding the funders um basically um but yeah i mean the reason why it's more complex is because we're trying to make sure that those dynamics around decision making um and power and influence um within gilded are um also that they just align with the the mission and vision so it's a lot it's it's a bit more of that kind of um figuring out how the moving pieces fit together than if there was just like one uh 
shareholder group. But I think that this is like a good, it's a, it's a good model for what we're trying to build. Um, but yeah, just takes, takes time to figure out. <laughs> How long have y'all been accepting members or freelancer members? Um, so we've been accepting users for at least over a year now. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it started because my involvement with Gilded started as a user around a year ago. Um, and I came on the board within the last six months. Um, so I'm not sure exactly when we started accepting users. Um, but yeah, it seems like around maybe like a year to a year and a half. Mm -hmm. The idea was incubated like three years ago. So in that time, they're figuring out the structure, fundraising, which is something I'm really interested about. How did they get the funds to get this started? Was the Federation of Worker Co-ops um, involved, sponsored within that process? Were they one of the sponsors in that process or multiple forms? Great question. Um, again, I'm not 100% sure all of the answers there, but um, the Federation was the group that like kickstarted the idea and like started to move all of the pieces around like just having labor and energy put into it um the basically the way that the payments are able to be guaranteed is through something called a guaranteed payment pool which is just a lot of money that gilded has set aside that was raised through philanthropy um and so the that's how like all of the money is just able to be paid out really quickly even though gilded isn't paid until later on i'm really just excited about like artists being paid and like mm. getting that kind of just flowing um because that's my primary my primary goal is to make sure that you know artists are able to um be supported and not alone in this process of of working and being workers and um to be able to lean on each other and have like a a place where community is being formed around working conditions yes to financial abundance which is not always given to artists and cooperative models so that's really like the first key to something being sustainable and successful. What are some of the challenges that you all are dealing with throughout this development process? Maybe they're not challenges, but learning curves, um, like maybe the decision-making process, maybe what type of support you all need um, in relation to challenges. Yeah, I think probably scaling is like one thing so we recently went from I believe just like one full-time person to a staff of maybe five full-time folks five or six um and so there's just like you know that rapid expansion is definitely something to adjust to for the folks who are uh who are part of that process. Um, you know, similarly, like I was recently brought on the board as well as um, Vanessa Brandsburg. And so just like getting us kind of up to speed on everything that's going on, which I have context for as a user, um, but not, you know, board, being on the board and being a user, kind of very different relationships to an organization. Um, and I think just getting that timeline exactly down is a challenge of knowing like, okay, like when, when are we going to be able to have enough like user members in order to have this first election to have a really like democratic process for the board? Because right now, 
uh, we're in an interim process. Um, so those are probably our biggest questions right now. Um, or biggest kind of like, you know, maybe not bottlenecks, but things we're like working through. Um, but it'll just be, you know, it'll just be time and effort and passion that goes into answering those things and mm -hmm. moving through those things. Um, and we definitely have a good community of support. Um, we have three different advisors right now. Um, Lauren Ruffin from Fractured Atlas, Arnaud Hubert from Smart Co-op in Europe, which is very much like an inspiration for Gilded. They have a pretty similar model. Um, and then Rafael Espinal from the Freelancers Union. Um, so in addition to the Federation of Worker Co-ops, you know, that's a lot of different groups that are working to support Gilded and make sure that this is a success. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I love that Gilded has also prioritized having artists on their team, especially since they're giving a service to artists. And it's also I think so impactful to have that peer-to-peer -peer support from other people that are incubating similar types of co-ops or like the federation like I actually and I don't know I've never been a part of a cooperative advisory board but I think that the advisory board should make up the community that you're trying to serve as well as maybe examples of models that have worked well or have at least the expertise in the cooperative in cooperative models especially for multi-stakeholder cooperatives i wish that there was just more of this peer-to-peer -peer support network of the cooperatives um supporting other cooperatives yeah absolutely and i'll also say that like most of the staff um are also artists as far as I know. We have like, you know, dancers, a dancer, a performer, um, and a writer on like the staff. So there's a lot of different folks who are artists um, who are like working every day to make this happen. So I totally agree. I think there's a lot of projects in the arts that are led by folks who are actually not artists and so there's kind of a different relationship that they would have to um creating services uh for people who they don't actually reflect um so i'm i'm also grateful for the way that the organization is going about it and trying to um prioritize the perspectives of artists and I'm glad to be on the board because it's important that they have someone who's like using the service mm -hmm. who knows the challenges of being a freelancer um you know who is an artist in multiple capacities and is also a worker owner and involved in the co-op space um and has all of those things going on to be on the board and you know, just makes the whole process more thoughtful um, and nuanced. So are there any info sessions or things coming up where people can learn more about Gilded? Is there a process for recruitment that you all are thinking about? Yeah, so I know we have a few different folks on our outreach team. Um, I know there's a special focus on Philly and also California more broadly. Um, so there's like outreach efforts being done with them. Um, people can reach out to OK, our manager of member services, if they want to like start working with uh, Gilded. And yeah, I can... If you give me one second. I can put uh, that in the show notes too. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, to reach out to OK, it's literally just OK at gilded.coop. So perfect. 
yeah probably whatever people would have guessed was the email was the email <laughs> um so yeah and and okay we'll just walk you through the process they're really helpful um and just making sure that you understand how gilded can help um yeah meet someone's specific needs for their their freelancing perfect thank you Okay, so my last question to wrap this up um, is really about narrative shift. I'm trying to culminate each episode with highlighting what is the dominant narrative that we're being fed versus what is, how can we shift that narrative? So the dominant narrative tells us that artists are starving they're generally working multiple jobs that are unrelated in order to have a little bit of time to create if they even have the spaciousness and mental capacity and inspiration after working these jobs that uh, can really take that away from them and they're generally underpaid for their creativity So this is what the dominant narrative is telling us, that artists have to scavenge for money, or if they do get money, they have to compromise their values. So how do you envision a shift where artists are being honored for the value that they create? And this is a pretty broad question. So it could be through infrastructure, through resources, how artists are collaborating with Yeah. I mean, big question. That is what most of my uh, work focuses on for sure. Um, I think, you know, one way is really having more organizations like this, like the co-op that I'm building, um, having more artists educated about labor organizing, doing labor organizing, um, and pushing the institutions that are typically their clients um, or facilitate, you know, cultural engagement with the wider community, like galleries, museums, collectors, and pushing them in order to, you know, make better working conditions for artists. I think it's also, you know, uh, lobbying the government Uh, to have better arts funding and to have more artists in positions of power um, in different institutions in order to work with artists to create programs for artists um, to not just like educate them when they're already pretty far down um or pretty far along in their career paths but also like from the start um when I was going to university that was like not something that was ever talked about even just in terms of how to talk to a client about money how to assess your work um for how much it's worth and that's the same thing I've heard from most of my friends who have gone to a wide variety of schools um And that's really a shame. Like there's no, that doesn't really make any sense. And I feel like that in and of itself shows that we're not like taking art seriously as a career. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes it much more inaccessible to people from different backgrounds where financial education isn't as talked about. Um, It's definitely been a challenge for me. And that's, I think, why I've been really dedicated to trying to change the narrative, change the working conditions for artists. um, Because, yeah, it definitely only gets better when we're in more solidarity with each other. But that is such a big thing to overcome in the arts, because especially with visual artists, which I'm primarily a visual artist, we are supposed to work so separately from each other. There's so much competition within the art world. Um, Collaboration really isn't as encouraged as it could be. Um, And resources are super limited 
um, in terms of what's being given. I think that also um, different organizations that are within the solidarity economy need to be working with artists in order to create better, you know, propaganda for the solidarity economy because we need to make it a beautiful and irresistible thing that people feel just like intrinsically like it's right and that they want to join and that it's more attractive uh, to do that than to just like be numb and go along with capitalism and, you know, just like not worry about things and let things maintain in the status um, because, you know, ultimately that's pretty destructive um, for our society. So I think artists really need to be utilized um, in these solidarity spaces and people just need to come up to or artist organizers and ask like, how could we work together? And I'm sure there would be a bunch of different ways for um, groups in the solidarity economy to do that. And yeah, ultimately would be very beneficial to everyone. We just need to be in solidarity with each other. Artists, our collaborators, the government, and I'll leave it at that because you just gave so much to digest in that last question. Thank you so much for envisioning what is actually happening in small ways, but uh, definitely needs to be strengthened more. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing to create that world we dream about. Yeah. Thank you so much for, you know, having me here and you know, highlighting these stories where we are all trying to shift the narrative. This podcast runs off of labors of love. There are many ways you can be in reciprocity with us. If you are or know of a collective model that aligns, let's connect so we can spotlight the story. Share episodes, especially with your friends and family who aren't aware of collective models but are unfulfilled with this economy. You can also visit our Open Collective Foundation page in the show notes for ways to gift us in time or money. With your support, we can continue archiving the stories that aren't being elevated but are necessary for our collective elevation.